Hey, welcome to Mondo and Friends. My name is Mondo Fresco, and today I am beyond excited to have our special guest here, man. He is a legendary creative, legendary DJ. You've heard him, whether in a club or on a stream or at an event. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Vice. Hey, thank you, Mondo. Brother. Happy to be here. Man, you don't know how excited I am to, to have you here, man. It's, Appreciate that. It's, uh, it's been a, a long time coming for, for you and I to, to connect. And, um, you know, I, I want to start off with, you know, as, as people know you as DJ Vice, when did when was DJ Vice born? Like, do you feel? Yeah, it was it when you first initially started DJing, or like how did that come about? So yeah, um, like you, I'm born and raised in LA. Out here, you're from I know you're Southgate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Eagle Rock, California. So hey. um, I was at a family party, like at the age of like nine, at the back of an IHOP in, <laughs> in like. Glassell Park area or somewhere out here in LA and I just saw someone DJing and I was like I always related to like the moment you know a kid might see Kobe play you know in his prime or they see Jordan play or whoever like that athlete like I saw a DJ play and I just was like enamored by like what was going on wow and that's when Vice was born without the Vice name I was like that's what I want to do like it's just that moment and I and at a young age I'm lucky enough that I knew to like hold on to that moment and go after it. Yeah. So I'm glad that IHOP was popping because <laughs> I was at a family party and and yeah and that's when I I, I wanted to be a DJ at a, at a very young age. So wow. Started early. And when did you when did you start DJing? Do you, do you So I started DJing, that? yeah, like so at that point, you got to think like there's no, you know, there's no YouTube, there's no Google. Yeah. So it's like, what was that? Yeah. And um, I've actually done a lot of the mental work to figure out what it was. I, I realized like that dude was controlling the dance floor and the room and creating like happiness, creating yeah. a vibe, creating yeah. a, a moment, creating. And it was family there. You know, I had family there and I, I saw everyone having a good time and I'm like looking around and I realized, I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to give everyone a good time and make everyone have fun. And I like music. I was like, you yeah. know, young. So luckily enough, like a year later, I was at a family friend's house and there it was. I was like, two turntables and a mixer. I'm like, that's what that thing was. Yeah. That's DJing. And, and then he's like, yeah, it's my, and it's still a family friend to this day. One of my best friends, Wow. DJ Splice, my man Phil. But he showed me what it was and like gave me the ropes and at like, 11 years old wow. to like 10, 11, I started DJing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and just to give you the caveat, like the vice, the DJ vice was born out of the Webster dictionary. Cause I had to find a DJ name and I was flipping through a dictionary and it just said vice, bad <laughs> habit. Let me take that. Wow. So yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, there wasn't, I wasn't like gifted the vice name or anything like that. It was look in a dictionary and find your DJ name. And you're, so you were 12 when you, I was, I was, 11 when I found my DJ name, Wow. 12 when I got my original, like, own DJ setup. Yeah. And how, do you remember how you got a hold of that DJ setup? Yeah, so my friend that was teaching me how to DJ yeah. had the genius idea, because he was maybe three years older than me, four years older than me. He said, I'll buy you this DJ equipment, which was really, by the way, <laughs> really bad. Sorry, beep that. Really bad, by the way. And, um, 
he bought me this DJ equipment and he's like, you can use it to learn, but you have to go to every gig with me and help me set up and, wow. and do the, you know, do the grind, do the grind, right? Yeah. Like carry the crates, set up the lights, you know, the trussings and all this and, and wrap up the wires. And, you know, if I have to go to the bathroom, like you play a song. And that was the moment I was like, oh man, like I'm going to get to DJ with you. Like, so I got to like learn all the ropes, but I had to put in, you know, I had to pay, pay my dues as yeah. a DJ to pay off that equipment that I got. Yo, that's crazy, man. Do you, do you have like an early memory of of that became like a highlight in your in your DJ life career? Yeah, a, a failure moment. That's like you, got, you know what I mean. Like you gotta have like those failure moments to be like, all right, like I gotta get better at what I at what I want to do as my passion. So that what I mentioned, like my boy was like, I'm gonna go dance with this I think he was gonna go dance with this girl on a dance floor and we're at like this high school dance and it was like 300 kids and I'm like not even like I'm probably like 13 14 years old yeah and he's like I'll be back and he gives me the headphones and I'm like do what I like I start freaking out and I'm I'm like you know this is still vinyl record so I'm like shifting through the wreck i'm like oh, what am i gonna find and i pull out a record and i'm up there and i'm trying to dj and i'm by myself on stage wow. you know and, and and the record ends that was playing and i'm like and i freeze you know i've never been in this situation and i'm and i just duck i just drop behind the <laughs> behind the dj equipment and i'm in there like this little kid hiding behind there right yeah. and 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 i just start hearing boo like where's the like just everyone starts like going at me, but they don't know where the DJ is because I'm hiding, bro. I'm hiding back there. So then the, the young Vice little hand comes up and I'm trying to reach up for the vinyl and I grab the needle and I move it over and I start the record over again. Like, but that like 30 seconds was like my, my like worst wow. moment of DJing because I was like, I failed. Yeah. That was the worst thing. And, and he, my friend comes running back up. He's like, what'd you do? Like, what happened? Like that, I'm like, like I was just, I didn't, couldn't even say anything. Wow. So that moment was like, I'm never going to let that happen again. I'm going to be the best at my game. And it was that moment that you need, that failure moment that will just drive you to be even better than, you know, you think you can be, you know? So I'm glad I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I started DJing when I was 14 and like it's, it's something that I always, I was always, always passionate about music. Mm -hmm. I was, I think I was like, like nine, ten ish. Um, there was my my parents would and my family would watch soccer, right? So they'd watch football, and after there'd be like a little party. And my cousin, shout out to my cousin Fabian, um, he had a DJ set up, but he was oh. he he wasn't on turntables, he was on CDs. Okay, so he would eventually just like get drunk and he'd just be like, all right, go ahead and do me. <laughs> so then I would I was like pulling out CDs and doing that whole thing. Um, so I guess technically I started, you know, nine ten, but like I got my first setup when I was 14. Um, and, and, you know, we can go a little bit further a little later, but like, I, I just loved everything about it. Man. Yeah. Like once I started, it was just like this, this, this thing I just couldn't let go, man. For someone that is, is, you know, starting to DJ, whether they're 14 mm -hmm. or 24, 34, 44, 54, whatever the case and age is, yeah. what, what advice would you give them? So for mine, like 
the story of the way I wanted to DJ was I just wanted to create like a vibe. I wanted to create happiness. I wanted to create like memories for people. You know, I wanted to be that, 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 that night that everyone was able to escape whatever they were going through in life, you know, like, cause music can do that for you. Right. You know, music can take you to a whole nother place. I, I know like for myself, when I'm in some type of mood, a song can change everything for me. So for my thing, it's like, know that you're, you're giving, you know, your, your moment to someone. So for me, it's like work at creating those memorable moments through your craft, through your music. And that could be whatever, right? It could be art or in any different forms. But for mine would be for all these DJs know that, you know, it's not just about yourself. It's about the crowd that you're playing for. Yeah. And, and there is DJs, you know, I granted that want to go up and just do their thing. And this is who I am. This is what I play. But like, for me, I'm all about the crowd and I'm all about giving everybody like the best time of their life. So I'm able to adapt and swerve and move, you know, like my crossover game's tight. I can move and, and, and <laughs> swerve around this club, you know, like I see like, all right, this, these people want, you know, they want hip hop. I could tell these people want dance music. There's some, some, they want some reggaeton over here. They want, these people want to rage, man. They just want like some mosh pit music. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. able to like move around and, and that is, you know, my gift that I can give to people is I can kind of keep everybody happy. It's a, it's a positive people pleaser in a way. For someone that has never been in, in a situation like that, obviously it comes with time and experience, yeah. but like what would you say is, is, is the trick to, to read your, your audience? So the Observe. reason, yeah, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm good at that and, and, I, and I, that is one of my strengths is reading a crowd is because I've DJed every terrible party you could think of. Like I've, I DJed anything and everything I could get on at. So like growing up, I wouldn't, I would, they'd be like, we want you to DJ at outside this supermarket. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, cool, I'm in, right? Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, we want you to DJ at this wedding. And it's all like majority senior citizens. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm in. Like, so I kept DJing everywhere and anywhere I could DJ yeah. from weddings to quinceañeras to bar mitzvahs to house parties to high school dances to, uh, I mean, the list goes on. But all those parties, whether they were really good or really bad, it yeah. trained me to be able to read the crowd and understand how to adapt to every different type of gig. Yeah. Man, I, I, I want to talk about you know, when I started radio, we were technically working for the same radio station same at, time, yeah. at one point. Yeah. However, <laughs> yeah. Um, when when you were making your transition out of, so we were at Power. Yes. Uh, at Power 106 here in Los Angeles. And uh, when you were transitioning out of Power, I, I was just kind of stepping yep. in. Um, and... I just remember always, always hearing your name internally and, and, you know, when it came to talking about like just a dope DJ or just DJing or just someone just freaking killing it. It was like, oh, vice, 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 vice. <laughs> so, I mean, and I don't know if you know this, but um, when... During that era of like the mid, I mean, when, when I was, when I was first starting up, like everybody wanted to be vice, (laughs) everybody, dude. Like we were just 
you know, we, 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 we were all just looking at what you were doing from like, from the, the, the stands, you know, and, and you were just killing it, man. I think, I think, not, I think, I know that, that you were one of, you were the first guy to really just venture off and, and you were sort of like that blueprint. Mm. You gave us that blueprint mm. to to go from radio to that next level and just kind of like, you know, level up and level up. Yeah. Um, and and you didn't just do that because, you know, you were you were a smart dude. Like you did that because you had the skills to back it up, you know? And right. but yeah, man, like it, everyone looked at, at you like this blueprint. And I'll tell you this, that I thought about as I was driving up to the studio today, um, there's a, there's a, a, a way that, that you are as a, as a person, as a man, mm-hmm. the way you carry yourself, just like very humble man. And, and just the way that you carried yourself within the radio station, I know that like it also um, kind of molded like that that school like that 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 class right like class of what you know high school is like class of 2010 yeah yeah, like Like you were that we were that that class like you molded a lot of the 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 guys there and eventually like it molded me too so like it's like you know it's a ripple effect it's a ripple effect man and you know whether it was your 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 work ethic or the person that you are, man, just like, I would see it through like, shout out to Eric Deluxe. I know that you're really close yeah. to him and you guys no, are bro. tight for, for forever. Um, like I would, I would look at how Eric would move or how Eric would, would be, you know, and, and, and kind of like it trickled down. And I knew that it was coming from you. Like it was, you know, coming down. So just the way that you just carried yourself as a person and as a professional, and uh and then as a creative man like you left that that legacy there man and, appreciate and that. It, in, it inspired and influenced like a lot of us yeah so man i appreciate I'm, i want to give you your flowers dude thank you bro thank you i i think it's just you know it's it's so like cliche but just like treat everybody how you want to be treated you know yeah i i and and i've always had that mentality of like you know from the radio station like whether it's the janitor who like a Tito into being on the radio, you know, yeah. like you want to just treat anybody and everybody the same, you know, and, and even in my nightlife industry, when I stepped away from power 106 and I started working in Las Vegas, like I treated everyone in Vegas the same. And the guys who were wiped the busters, cleaning tables and this and that mm-hmm. who ended up now becoming GMs of nightclubs and like, or booking agents or, you know, the, the valet guy who I saw when I first started going into the casinos in Vegas and I would always take care of him and just talk to him for a second. Like now he was like, you know, the main dude who runs the restaurant. It's a hot spot in Vegas. And now every time he sees me, he's like, hey, man, I remember you. And like anytime you need to, you know, like you just never know. Right. Yep, you never yep. know. And, and and I wasn't doing anything out of like, oh, someone will hook me up later in life. It's just like just want I want people to treat me the same way I want to treat them, you know, and, yeah. and I know that karma's real. Karma's real in so many different ways. So. As long as uh as as I live my life, you know, on a positive note every day, then I can go to bed a happy man. Yeah, man. No, and and you've you've done a great job at that. Vice. Thank and you, bro. So, I know that when you were so, 
people were looking at, at you as this, you know, like I said, like this blueprint of like, all right, I'm doing radio. Um, you know, now it became to where from radio, the dream was, you know, uh, for, for that, the, that DJ culture mm-hmm. to graduate and, and make it out to like the biggest clubs in Vegas right. and get a residency out there. And that's because, you know, people were seeing what you were doing. Yeah. Like, have you thought of that? Yeah, I, didn't, I it's wild that, like, when I when I stepped away from radio, and, and the reason I stepped away is because I was like, wow, I actually have opportunities in other places. And it still is scary because, you know, I'm, my dream at one point was like, I want to be on radio, I want to DJ on radio. But then I was like, well, I've made it here. Now I want to, I'm big on, right when I start feeling comfortable, like I got to move, I got I to gotta do something else. So I started feeling very comfortable on radio. I knew how to do my job. I knew how to knock it out. Um, and the next move was to be able to play out of our, you know, backyard, which is Los Angeles, right? Start yeah. playing bigger places. Start. So <clears throat> when I got Vegas, I was like, whoa, this is like, this is groundbreaking, bro. This is, and this, my first gig in Vegas was in 2003. And I was like, this place is, this is the next wave. Like this is the, the, the spot where everything's going to shift because we Vegas wasn't popping for a nightlife like that. You thought of Vegas and you thought of like, Oh, we're going to go out there to go see Siegfried and Roy, like yeah, a tiger yeah, yeah, show yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And we're going to go gamble some money and we're going to eat some, you know, food and like get a cheap hotel. Right. Or something yeah. like that. But when I went out there in 2003 and I saw like, this is where nightlife's going to be. This is, I just saw it. And I will say like one of my gifts is just to, kind of see things early you know I, I'm like I have to focus on this place this is what's going to be and when I started DJing there I was like radio can can take the step back now because over here it's going to make me it's the it's the big leagues it's going to make me work even harder yeah. again yeah. so it's kind of like those moments where like I'm I'm like I got to push myself one more time because in the nightlife in Vegas at the time you have people on the dance floor that are from New York, Chicago, Arkansas, London. Like it's just some complete mixed crowd. And now, once again, that young vice who DJed those house parties, those, those weddings, those quinceañeras, the senior citizen parties has to figure out the dance floor in a whole different way. Yeah. So it was a challenging moment and I love those moments. I love those moments so much where I'm like, all right, how am I gonna keep everybody in this room happy? Keep people spending, keep the, the owner of the, the casino happy and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was dope. And, and granted, that was in 2004, I landed my first Las Vegas residency because of Rest in Peace DJ AM. Um, yeah. He helped me get in there and, and I landed at 2004 and to present date, I'm still a resident in Las Vegas. So it's been a long, it's like NBA career run. <laughs> but, uh, you're out here like it's, LeBron, man. Yeah, it's, it's LeBron numbers right now. We're talk- it's, been a, it's been a long run, bro. But, it's, but I'm not sick of it. And the good thing is, is, is as DJs, like we don't age out. You know, like we're still as I'm, I'm like you, I like digging for music. I like finding what's new. I like seeing what's current and on trends. And like, so like, I love being on top of my game with music and bringing that once again, bringing that happiness, that, that dance floor, the passion, the memories to everybody on the dance floor. And, and, and as long as I get that, like it's feeding my soul, I'm good. Yeah. You mentioned AM. Yeah. And what's crazy is I just heard an AM, I, I, I think it's when you took AM to the station. To Power 106, yeah. Yeah. 
And he was so nervous about that. <laughs> oh, he killed that. Yeah. He killed that. Smashed that set. Yeah. yeah. He, he was uh, amazing on that. And, um, uh, how was your, your, how, how did that relationship initially start? So it was, um, I had judged a DJ battle and met AM very briefly at a DJ battle. Um, and I was a judge for Power 106, DJ Vice is judging with, and, and he was in the DJ battle. So I met him, I was like, oh, it's dope, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh yeah, I DJ at these clubs in LA. And he named like four clubs. And honestly, I was like, I don't know what any of those clubs, <laughs> right? I've never heard of any of them because it was the Hollywood scene. Yep. And I was in the radio scene yep. and they're two different worlds. And one night, the time I'm dating this girl and she's like, we're gonna go to this club in Hollywood. And I was like, oh no, I don't know anyone in this scene, right? She's, <laughs> she's taking me out of my, like, in my comfort zone. I'm like, all right, I guess. I'm like, you know, like we're spoiled in radio. Like we, we know the clubs, we know how to get in. We know yeah. all the, we know the security. We know this person. Bro, I walk up to this club and I'm like fish out of water. I'm like, Dude, I don't know anyone here. And I'm <laughs> DJing in LA at some of the bigger spots. And, and she's like, I'll get us in. And she walks us in and I'm like, what is this place, right? And I'm like in this Hollywood-ass club <laughs> and looking around and I'm like, what is this music? Like Tribe Called Quest and then Joan Jett and then Journey and then now Jay-Z and then yeah. Dr. Dre and I'm like, it, I'm like, this is like a wedding set, but like good. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this doesn't make any. And I, now this, now I'm kicking the girl to the curb because I'm like, I'm going to find the DJ. Like who's DJing in this room? So I'm looking, looking and I see it and it's AM. Wow. And I'm like, that's the dude who I just DJed. I judged the DJ battle. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go talk to the DJ. I walk up there and I'm like, what's up AM? And he's like, oh, Vice. He's like, yo, and we had just met like recently and he's like yo who are you here with i'm like some girl and he's like jump on and i like literally ditched her and i jumped on the dj booth and me and him just started djing the whole night together wow and i'm like going through his records and then that's probably i probably messed it all up with the girl right like kick her to the curb yeah. i want to dj <laughs> wow <laughs> so we we just like broke out on some and i remember the first record i pulled out of his crate was vibrant thing by q-tip and wow. i did doubles and i was doing like my radio doubles and doing some stuff the next time we hung out, he's like, yo, that routine you did with Vibrant thing was dope. I did it. And then he like redid exactly what I did. And I was like, whoa, like that was exactly what I did when we were out. And he's like, <laughs> and so I was inspired by him. I was like, yo, yeah. your set's incredible. Like, I don't understand how you get away with half the music you're playing in there. Like he was playing Sweet Home Alabama yep. and yep. Oasis and all these records. And I'm like, I had never heard it done like that. Yep. And, and granted, all the different places I've been out listening to DJs play, I'm like, this is, you're the goat, dude. You're like, this is something completely different. I've never seen this done. And it worked. And wow. it inspired me once again to be like, I want to push myself to be an even better DJ. Yeah. So that opened up our, the relationship with AM and I. What, what, what would you say is, is that thing that made AM, like, I mean, I mean, I know there's many, but like special that really like made him stand out, um, for you yeah. personally. It, it was the way he was able to m blend records together, but like those records shouldn't go together. Yeah. Like they shouldn't, like that doesn't make any sense, bro. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I look at the dance floor, I'm like, it's working. Like, yeah. how did you do that? Like, so it, it was the creativity he had and the, 
the chances he would take on records that I was like, whoa, I would never know to play this record and it works. You know, like, like I remember in Vegas one night, he, was, he just cut the music and dropped in like a disco record, like uh, uh, Don't Leave Me This Way, like Don't Leave Me This Way, baby, I, my heart is running. And I'm like, what the, and I'm like, it's working, bro. Like, how did, like, like in the middle, yeah. of it just dropped a disco record. And like, it's just like those random acts of like, no, no F's given, I'm gonna play this and the, the, the commitment to playing a record. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna play this and it's gonna work. And it's like, that's, that's inspiring. Cause as DJs, we get nervous to drop. Like we, we second guess ourselves. I second guess myself so much. Still? Still, dude, still wow. I'm in my head. Like wow. curling my toes sometimes when I'm DJing. Like, oh, like, is this gonna work? I don't know, like, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this. Like, <laughs> it's not working. Like, so, but like, when I would see AM, he never had, I didn't see that in him. He didn't yeah. have those, those second guessing moments of like DJing. It was just like, I'm gonna play it and it's, and it's gonna work. It's, it's, and it worked. So I was like, I was always impressed by that. Did you ever see AM as competition or was it always like? No, like it was like big bro because he would, he helped me out and get in a lot of gigs. So it was never competition. Like the reason I got Vegas cause he had a Saturday night residency at this club, Body English, at the Hard Rock Hotel at the time. Yeah. And he's like, I'll get you Fridays. I'll help you out. I'll, I'll introduce you to the owner. I'll introduce, you already know the promoter. I'll introduce you to the owner of the casino. Like that. And he would like co-sign me to them. And then I like, so it was never like a comp. It was like, damn, thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you. You got yeah. me in. And then on some big bro, he would like check me about real life stuff. Yeah. Yo, you're out. You're drinking too much, bro. I heard you were, I heard you were drunk at the club the other night. I heard you were sloppy. Clean wow. it up. That's that you're is in, big bro. And like you're in you're in you're in a dope spot DJing. You're gonna like mess it up. And what? and he would just say and look at me and I'm like, My bad, bro. Like <laughs> or he'd call me and tell me stuff like that. Wow. I, like in all different parts of my life. So it would get like it wasn't just DJing and I'd be like like I'd have I'd be like I, I, I see what you're saying. I got you, I got you. I yeah. know, I know. So like those were like and it's rare for like, like men to go at each other like that and yeah. check each other. Yeah. Like, so I always like respected that and be like, this is like a very, like, it's a big bro, like mentality that he had to a yeah. lot of different people. So it, it kept me in check in many, in many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Many different ways. When I think about AM, obviously like, you know, one of the goats, man, yeah. to, to ever hop on, on the turntables. Um, and and again, man, as a as a fan of what you were doing, we were looking at AM and and what you were doing, man. It was like this, man. Uh, I don't want to say like a. It was like a like a LeBron and Steph Curry situation, yeah. you know. And um, it was a beautiful thing to to see, man. Just yeah. to you know, because I feel like you also had your own your own way of, of playing. I, <laughs> yeah, we were definitely different uh, uh, in styles. I, I remember um, I, I, I did my first air check to be on the radio. My first like mixer air check. Yeah. Uh, shout out to DJ E, man. So E, uh, I gave him an air check and, and he's like, okay, so what am I going to listen to? Um, you know, what should I expect? Right. And I was like, well, you know, I, I said, I... <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, ah, you know, something like, 
just like something like Vice, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like Vice, and he's like, oh, okay, okay. But see, at the, at the time, you know, we, we were an urban hip-hop station, yeah. right? Like, you know, if I was throwing in some, like what you were doing at the club, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't have made sense, like on regular rotation type of day. Right. But that's what I like, I was turning in because of the influence that, that you, that you had yeah. and, and, and the influence that, you know, AM had. And, um, do you have a, what's the, like, what's the craziest experience for you that, that comes like first top of mind, um, where DJing has taken you when you're like, damn, like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe yeah. I, I played at this venue or event. I think it was like the first time I was playing out of the country and I was like, wow, like I got to see music as like that universal language, right? Like that everyone's like, oh, like music speaks to everybody, right? And I had, you know, DJed at this time. I've already DJed in New York. I've DJed in, you know, Vegas and LA and, and all these places. And um, I got to go to Japan to DJ. Yeah. And to see people recite lyrics to songs when they can't even speak English yeah. And they're rapping Wu Tang, and you're like, "What? Like, how did music as a DJ, as that young Vice, bring me to Japan to be in front of a crowd, like playing music as just a DJ? You know, like, like this is when I got to go there. It was like pre like heavy social media, so it was just like they booked you because you're a good DJ. Like yeah. that's what it was. Like you're you know how to play to the crowd. You know how to play. So. That was a that was an awakening moment where I was like, I want to see more of the world and travel and play other countries and DJ and see where this can take me. That's why I'm still so excited to DJ because there's still so many places I haven't played. Yeah. Like there's so many places, right? Like that, that I want to see, like I want to be challenged in. I want to I've never played Brazil. I want to play in Brazil and be like, all right, let me see if I can make this happen. Let me see if I can play. Yeah. Let me see. You know, it's like. Am I going to be able to hang? Am I like those, those moments still push me to be like, I still want to work at my craft and, yeah. and be the best I could be at it. Now, this next section of the program is sponsored by Verizon 5G. It's 5G built right from the network more people rely on. 5G ultra wideband is available in parts of select cities and 5G nationwide is available in 2,700 plus cities. Speaking of 5G, I want to talk a little bit about tech because it's helped us immensely during quarantine and the pandemic. I know a big majority of the DJ community transitioned from clubs to streaming online. What role would you say has tech played for you during this time? I almost lost my mind during that whole like tech phase of the pandemic (laughs) as a DJ, because like all DJs, we were stopped, right? Like they pulled the plug on all of us. Like there was nowhere to play. So it wasn't like we were in, in an industry where, oh man, he's killing it or he's still working. It was like, no, no one's working, right? Yeah. Like we got to adapt. And because I had the radio mindset still in me, even though I hadn't played radio, I'm like, I got to get on Instagram and go Monday through Friday, like 5 p.m., like traffic jam days. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I got to do that. And I had to learn how to get on Instagram, how to, how to wire directly into Instagram and, and, and how to get like, the converter to go from my mixer to, to the, to the lightning cable inside that. Yeah. And then I'm figuring out, all right, now I'm getting booted off this Instagram platform. We got to figure out how to use 
Twitch. I was on Twitch and then I got to figure out how to like use, um, you know, a program called OBS and figure yeah. out how to like stream towards it. But what I realized was like, and how to do lighting. I was like, I'm a one man show now. Now I'm hooking up lighting. I'm doing cameras. I'm trying to like fix up my Twitch and my, my emotes. And I'm, I'm doing like all this craziness. And I was like, and then my Wi-Fi is cutting out because everyone in the pandemic is working from home and the areas are like cutting in and out. But I was like, I, I stopped at one point because I was kind of like losing my mind. I was like, this is good because it's, it's challenging me once again. Yeah. It's challenging me once again to learn so much new stuff that I would never have learned before, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't know I needed the HDMI converter to go to my laptop. <laughs> I thought I could just plug in the camera straight into my laptop. And then yeah. I'm on YouTube. Like, so... It, it was, you know, my mental like therapy in so many different ways. Cause also DJing live on Twitch and these things, it's like a live therapy session, bro. Yeah. I'm talking about what's going on. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm seeing friends' names pop up and showing love and spraying. So it was, it was the switch to do all that was so good for my, for my mind during that time. Yeah. And it, and it worked in so many positive ways. And yeah. I have so much gear now that I probably, am, I don't know when if I'm going to use it all because during the pandemic I had this whole live set up and lighting and green screen behind me and everything. But you know, it, 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 it helped me get through that like mentally yeah. as well. And it sharpened my skills. When I came back out as a DJ, I remember it was a really dope compliment I got from someone. They're like, man, you didn't miss a beat. And I go, what do you mean? They're like, you came out of the pandemic. That was my first gig. I was DJing and the person who booked me was like, you didn't miss a beat. And I was like, he's like, yo, you're, sound like you just were DJing yesterday at a club. And I was like, <laughs> You're like I, was. Well, I DJed the whole <laughs> pandemic. I never stopped. I was DJing like almost every day. Yeah. Like more than I probably was DJing pre-pandemic. Yeah. So it's, it's like when, you know, some of the NBA players practice on their off season, right? Yep. So yep. that was my off season and I just stayed on it. Yeah. What do you remember fondly of that moment? Because I know it was a, like it was a, it was it was a it was a dark moment yeah. that you know kind of just the dj community mm -hmm. kind of came to save the day yeah. you know like yeah. i feel like it was i mean i hopped on some some of your um your streams yeah. man and, and yeah and you know it's just a lot of love and people just obviously being at home and quarantine yes. and stuff like that like it was it, it was it was a, a literally like we were saying a DJ saved my life right yeah yeah last night a DJ saved my life and uh, yeah what, what do you what do you what do you recall of, Dude, of that the best moment though honestly was throwing a single de mayo party <laughs> in my backyard with just me my son who's he's he's twenty at the time he was twenty two uh, that's right I have a twenty two year old he's twenty three his name is DJ his name is DJ I have my son DJ <laughs> I have my daughter who's like five years old running around and my wife. And I'm doing a live stream on Cinco de Mayo, which every year prior to this, I'm out in some different city or partying somewhere. And I'm like doing a live stream and I'm having everyone jump in from George Lopez to Joe Jonas to Dioro to like, it, it was just such a wide, to Wilmer Valderrama. Like there was just such a wide range of everybody jumping on and doing a shot with me and like, happy Cinco de Mayo. And I'm like, I'm in my backyard by, just with my fam right here. Like this is dope. That's like, crazy. Yeah, so like it, there was, I look at so many more positives out of the, you know, I try and always stay positive, but I look at so many more of the positive moments out of that whole quarantine, you know, yeah. and like the connection that I was able to bring, like to see you. I feel like right when I saw you, I was like, 
I was at Mondo, like I didn't, I feel like we kept in touch during the pandemic, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I saw you pop in the streams. Yeah. So it was like, it's dope to come out of that and like, be like, all right, I helped once again, if you look at my trajectory and like when I was young, I just wanted to bring everyone together and have yeah. a good time, right? So I still was able to do it over the pandemic through live streaming. Yeah, I feel like that also brought the DJ community together, yeah. like tighter. Tighter, for sure, bro. Like. I just, I'm running into DJs that I feel like I've known because I've known them through Twitch and then I just met them in person for the first time. And I'm like, what's up? Like that, you yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, yo, you know, this is the first time we're meeting in person. We're both like, oh yeah, that's right. We've never that's actually even met. Like yeah. the whole pandemic, we've been watching each other on screens and stuff like that. So it's dope. It did, it, it brought everybody together. Um, and it, it actually helped a lot of DJs to break out of their bedroom, maybe DJing or local DJing and they're DJing on bigger platforms now yeah, in different cities. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, man, there's so many positives out of that. Yeah, we had uh, NGV on, yes. on season one. I talked to her on the way here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout yeah. out to NGV, man. So yeah. NGV was, you know, one of those, you know, creatives, DJs that, that really, you know, like yourself, mm -hmm. like really made, you know, an event out of like every day that, that she was on. And, yep. Um, oh, she crushed it. Yeah, crushed it. Her numbers were huge. It's still huge. Like, yeah. So, yeah, she and and pushed it pushed her game out from just what she had been doing, some Vegas and L.A. and Pomona. And now she's playing like all over the country, you know. Yeah. So it, it was such a blessing in so many different ways for DJs to have this moment to like shift and adapt to the situation because it, it helped us, you know, grow and, and come out of this stronger. Yeah. Because in I remember just it being so convenient to to watch you guys mm -hmm. like or listen like if you're driving you could just like throw it on and yeah. connect it to like your aux or bluetooth or whatever yeah um man if if you were at home you can like you know uh you could like airplay it or yep. google chromecast it to your tv exactly um you could watch it on your phone like it was it was just so dope or on your laptop i mean it was it was just so such a dope thing that that we got to you know all experience um during a, a tough challenging time very much so and um, how people it helped people find new ways to find music as well like what we talked about it helped people be like you know the comfort zone of maybe only going to the radio and listening for music you know yeah. now they're like going through youtube they're going through twitch they're on instagram like finding who's djing and 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 i i think also a, a lot of people like got to relive moments of music again because a lot of us were playing throwback music yeah because we wanted to hear like feel good music yeah. right we wanted to hear like like give us memories of like oh man i remember this song was so hype like yep. because new music like we just i don't think we were checking for it that hard during as djs during right. the pandemic like i had to go back i remember i was djing on the streams for like the first few months and i was like i don't have that song i don't have that song and i was like yo it's all on my old hard drive like i had I had cleaned out my music yeah. in my DJ computer because I was like, I'll never play these songs. I'm only at clubs. I'm only events here and there. I had to go back and get my old hard drive and dump in like a ton of music. And wow. now like I have like all my throwback. Cause I was like, that was the vibe. I wanted to play like throwback music and old school memories to give everybody that like, Oh damn, this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's what it was. It was, it was just like feel good uh music i remember um 
I, I, I started playing myself. Uh, I started playing lo-fi music. So I, oh, yeah. I was doing like lo-fi Fridays. Uh, and it was just like just some chill, you know, like end of week, end of like people want like people either wanted to turn the hell up. Yeah. Right. And they they listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, or they want to just just chill out, you yeah. know, and, and they like and, and that's what I I started to just get into. And mm-hmm. um, right before the it's funny, right before the cameras turned on, uh, you and I were talking about how, you know, I've been. I've been like doing events and playing, you know, more, more so after the pandemic. And it's, it just hit me, man, that like during that pandemic, I mean, early pandemic time quarantine, I started pushing that I was DJing, you know, Uh, I was like, so I feel like that there was that, that reminder for people. Um, cause for a while it was, you know, I was hosting, hosting, Mondo the host. host. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then I started DJing and because for the, you know, we love it. Like, yeah. and, uh, and I think that it was like top of mind for, mm. for people that, that follow me. And, and then, you know, that's how these like opportunities have come about, yeah. like as of, as of recent, man. And I think it's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. Like, yes, I, I know that when you're DJing, it could sometimes like when you do it for years and years and you're doing these gigs sometimes, I mean, you know, because we're human, it could it could seem like a job. Mm-hmm. Did that change for you after the pandemic? Like, were you were you a little maybe a little more like grateful or a little more like a different insight? Um, and did you notice a difference in in your the crowds and like the audience? Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of different parts. So what you're saying is is like one thing for me is like I also realized coming out of this that I, I just want to play the places that I want to play as well. Like I think I've done my pay your dues and, and grinding and trying to play every like party I could play. Like I, I want to play where I'm happy playing, you know, so like now I'm choosing the right places. I'm not just taking any gig because also what the pandemic taught me, too, is that I like being home and I like yeah. spending time with the fam and I like doing domesticated stuff around the house you know like i i i enjoy like going in the backyard and be like oh pick up the leaves around the backyard today you know like i'm gonna prep the yard for the gardener today or something like that like there was just this whole different wave of me like i'm gonna go to costco today i want to enjoy Costco. you know like just this whole different wave so like that that shifted for me as well but then coming back out like about saying i only want to play the right places and the places i want to play it's because i want to play the places where the energy is like fire where it's going to get me pumped and I'm going to be excited. And like, that's what I'm doing right now. Like I played Vegas is on a whole nother level right now. Like energy wise, I just played Vegas on Friday night. I'll be there again this week on Thursday. Like just, it's like a frat party, sorority (laughs) party on steroids. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, we're out. We made it like, ah, you know, like jumping up and down and just energy and like, to the point where after my sets, I didn't feel like, I'm like, whoa. Like, I felt like I just ran a marathon right yeah. now. Like, this is like, I'm drenched. Like, this is, this is, this is, I put in some work right now, yep. you know? So yep. I, I love that. And also like going to like Miami, like whole different vibe. Like then it, it reset nightlife. It reset nightlife in such the positive way. Like it literally was a reset button and made everybody appreciate being out again. Yep. And I love that. I love that because my first few gigs out, I was like, 
whoa, this is energy I haven't felt in years. Yeah. And, and it hasn't died out yet. It's still going. It's still I, going strong. I uh, had a set at the, it was like a, an after party um, after uh, an LAFC, you know, soccer match. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first soccer match back. Bro, people were literally doing cartwheels. <laughs> like, I was like, yo, what? Like, the energy's crazy. Yeah. I can only imagine, yes. like, in, in Vegas. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, getting, like, you didn't really see this that often, like, but in a club, but, like, now it's normal when I'm DJing. I see people getting on top of each other's sh- shoulders yeah. and, like, in the middle of Vegas, like, jumping up, and, like, security has to run in there and be like, get down. Yeah. And, you see, and then another person pops up and another person pops up and you just see, like, yeah, like so, like some festival, like Coachella stuff. Exactly, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we want to see. Yeah, no, they just, we were just wild. There was like a like a mosh pit of like fifteen dudes jumping up and down and moving around the dance floor that on Friday night. I was like, what? Like yeah, dude. <laughs> I could have played like a, a throwback in sync record, and they probably still would have been jumping up oh, and down. Like, yeah, it didn't matter. Like they were just going for it, bro. They were going for it, and I love that. What What would you say are like Vice's top five, like? club smash records oh such a good like i mean i'm always gonna get like a big reaction at the moment i mean at the moment it's so i think because of that pent-up energy like what i was just talking about like if i feel like Sheck West Mombamba, like it just came out or something like that. Because yeah. people are reacting like they haven't heard this song in like 20 years or something yeah. like yeah like yeah. i played it on friday night i'm like at, you're not tired of this record yet like it's like mosh pit moving around like that was like going crazy in insanity um i think also for myself like when i'm playing a ah oh, you know what i, I it's so wild i played like i just threw an usher yeah and it like went off again and i'm like <laughs> i like these moments that it's like it still can it yeah. still can crush it you know yeah it still can crush it we and you joked real quick about the kanye album i don't know if there's a club there's not a club cut on there really no, right no 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 no, 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 no kanye, i know you're a big kanye fan so club. sorry i don't know if we're gonna hear the new donda album in there i don't know if it's, what's gonna happen yeah we'll see if that comes through but um you know what i did play off of that was uh Remember the Kanye freestyle? I missed the old Kanye. The, like, oh, you you played that? I played that in the club on Friday night. Wow. I dropped it and I played it. And it's a it's a mash that builds into like a trap record. Yeah. But the whole crowd, like I was able to cut it off and sing along with it. Bah, and like and cause it, it's it's relevant, right? Yep, like yep. everyone on Friday night, the album wasn't out yet, and everyone's like, yo, so that was definitely a moment. Faruko Pepas is crazy. That record by Faruko. Oh, Pepas. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. God. Like, I feel like I'm in a soccer arena. Like, like, oh, yeah. That should be like a World Cup song. It should man. be. Yes, bro. It should be a World Cup da, song. That's da, like, da, 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 dude, da, da, it's so hype. Da, da, yeah. It is so hype. Yeah. I hope that song keeps getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. You know, so that would be uh, number four. And then probably the fifth one, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give myself some love because I put out music as well. Hell yeah. And uh, I always try and drop my own record called Piñata with mm-hmm. uh, Justin Quiles, Cap G, and Bia. Yep. Um, and I always, let, I always ask people, has the tequila kicked in yet? And then I drop my, <laughs> <That's dope. laughs> drop my song in or something like that. So, yeah, I try and always um, rep one of my records in there as well. That's dope. Yeah, let's talk about, like, the, the production side of things. Yeah. Man, because, you know, DJ Vice as the artist, mm-hmm. like, how do you how do you see that side of your career growing like what's next yeah. for you 
So I, I've always been, you know, wanting to make music. And luckily enough, when I was on uh, my early days of radio, um, like in early 2000s, I bought like my MPC and I tried to learn how to like produce music. And at that time we were invited to a lot of studio sessions. So I got inspired to like try and be a producer because I got to sit in on Timbaland sessions. I got to sit on, sit in on <laughs> Neptune sessions. I was around, I, yeah, I, I, I was, I got to see these guys like Wyclef Jean and like, and his, his producing partner, Jerry Wanda, I got to sit in there and listen to them work. And like, so, so many different goats. I got to go to a studio session with Dre at one point. Like, so like that inspiration just seems so, the, some of the greatest in our, in our generation, like work. And then I was like, and I saw also the team effort that it took, yeah. that it's not just, <clears throat> it's not just one person doing it's not this. just dre like it's not just dre <laughs> mixing mastering right yeah. it's not it's like a team right yeah. so i i understood that and sometimes in our industry we get caught up in the hype of like i gotta do this i, I produced it i mixed it i mastered it I did, like like not like i was all about getting the right people to work with me so still i'm on that journey you know i i work with a handful of different producers songwriters uh, i was blessed enough to put out a record with uh jason derulo and, yep. and ava max I have a John Bellion record out. Um, I have a Becky G record out as well with Mr. Easy on it. So over the years, you know, they've, I've Crazy. sporadically put out releases, but like a movie, it takes time. You know, it, it takes time for for the the planets to align and all the right songwriters and producers to come together and work. But I'm back at it again. You know, I, I can be truthful and say during the pandemic, I didn't, wasn't inspired to work on music because I think all of us were in some type of place, you know, in yeah, our, in our yeah. head with like, where's everything going to go and what's happening. But once shows started opening up again, and when I played my first shows in March of this year, I was like, I'm, I want to work on music again. Yeah. This is hype. Like this, the shows are back. We see that the light at the end of the tunnel that we can be out and play these events. So I'm back at it. And I still have a hit list of artists I want to work with. That's so fingers crossed on all of them. Who's, who's at the top <clears throat> of that list? Andre 3000. Ooh. Andre, like, that's goals for me. That's like, then I can be like, woo, did it. Like, that's like the half court shot. Like, bah, got him. Like, so like, that's just a dream, like to, to, to get someone like him on a, on a verse. I just, I've always been an Andre fan. No, that's that, that would be dope. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. And then you come back. Then I come back. And you, and you yeah, talk to in, us about in, that. Andre, you're an <laughs> Outcast fan, right? Yeah, of course. Man, of course. How can we ever get them to do an album together again? Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah. Did, uh, you go to, did you go to Coachella to, to, to see them out there? I or? did, yeah. You did? Yeah. Wow. Fire, right? Dude. I saw the stream. Um, yeah. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. That's what I did. I saw the stream on it. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes. My bad. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw the stream on it. Maybe yeah. I felt like I was there because I was like, I was there. <laughs> but I was like, yo, I watched it. Yes, yes, dude. But I mean, why, why can't they do an album, please? I know, I know you yeah. probably watches your show, bro. Come on. Of course, come on. Big Andre, boy. 3,000. Yeah, Dungeon Family. He, Get it uh, together. I've, I've, I've heard that there's um, uh, Andre 3,000 sightings in Los Angeles. He walks around with a flute. Have you heard that? Is this real? Yeah, yeah. One of my friends saw him at, a, at this, like get together and he walks around with this like flute there's like a key and peel episode did you ever you know who key and peel yeah, is of course have you watched their episode with you have to watch the episode with andre 3000 and big boy have you seen that no little? no no it's a skit they have where andre 3000 walks into like the coffee shop and big boy's there like like 
sipping his coffee and I think he has a flute in his hand in there. So maybe this is Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he's walking around with a flute, man. So, you know, maybe there's something I, there. I wouldn't be, I mean, we're in downtown LA right now, bro. I'm gonna walk out of here and randomly see Andre 3000 or at least a dude that looks like Andre 3000 <laughs> with a flute. That's gonna happen right now. Yeah. That's gonna happen. I'm like, man, no, he's here, bro. He's here. And then I just like five minutes later, my bad, wrong dude. Yeah, yeah. That'd be <laughs> just, dope, man. Just Yo. random guy with a flute. Imagine, imagine having Andre play the flute on a track. Woo! Let's go. And rap on, bro. That's that's never we're on been some done. next level. We're on some next level uh, uh, vibes here right now. We're already <laughs> thinking about the track with Andre on the flute. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Now this next section of the program is sponsored by our friends at Verizon. Verizon has partnered up with Oil Health to offer discounts and savings on telehealth services in tu idioma for customers and their families. And as you guys know, health and not just physical, but mental health is very important. For this next question, I want to highlight mental health in nuestra comunidad. Vice, what do you do to better your mental health? What are you currently doing to take care of your mental health? So I, I found that having a daily practice helps me. And I run every day, like nice every day. I'm, I do a, a challenge called mile a day challenge where I run minimum one mile a day and I'm somewhere in the 1,800 days. I'd have to ask Siri. I know the day wow. I started. So there's a little, a little side note. I, if you need to I figure out the day or how many days I'm at by, I ask Siri, I'm like, Hey Siri, how many, let's find out. You want to find out? Yeah, right let's now? do let's it. Find out. Okay, here we go. Let's see this. Let's see. Hey Siri. How many days ago was November 24th, 2017? One moment. Oh, she didn't want to speak, but it says 1,375 days. Wow. Hey, Siri. Why don't you talk to me? Maybe your phone's on silent. <laughs> She's mad at me. We got in a fight on the way here. So that's 1,000. Yeah, 1,000. It's, it's, it's that's every day I have not missed a mile. And it's, it's, my, it's my, my mental clarity. It's my, it's my meditation. It's to get me out of my head. It's, it's, it's not going to change my life in the sense of like, I'm going to be the fittest man in the world. Like, you know, but it just is my anywhere from eight to 10 to 12 minutes a day that I'm just out and I run outside. I always try and run outside. It's rare. If I have to, I do a treadmill, but like I go outside and I go on a run. So that's my, wow. Congrats. Thank you, bro. Man. Thank you. I, I, how, how, like, how does that, cause I mean, every day is different for you. I'm, I'm assuming like yeah. every single, like sometimes you got to fly out. Sometimes you're in different cities. Like how, how do you, how do you Dude. keep that consistency? If you, were to look in my Nike app and see the Nike Run Club app and the places I've run, it's, it's insane. Like I've done runs on like a beach after like, I, I, did, I remember I DJed a beach party in Cabo and, and it finished and I was like, damn, I gotta run because we have to go to the airport and I just ran up and down the beach and knocked <laughs> down my mouth. Another time I finished a gig at the Preakness Horse Track, which is like a big horse track race and the gig finished and it was an after party and the horse track was empty and no one was there. So I ran the horse track. I did yeah. the whole horse track. And then, the, then one time I was late. The flight was late. The gig was about to start. I only had time to drop my bags at the room, but I ran up and down the, the hallway of the hotel, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, and so, I, so and you I, hit the mile? I knocked out my mile in, in, in a hallway going back and forth, back and forth. So 
if there's a will, there's a way, right? Like you'll find it. Like I've done it through airports. I've ran through an wow. airport terminal just like, so if you ever see, it looked like I was running for a flight, right? Yeah. It was like I was missing a flight, but it was just me running with no luggage. And I was like running back and forth through the terminal. So I've, I've never missed it. I've always, no Dude. matter how rough a day was, but at least I can, I look at it like this. At least I can go to bed every night as, as terrible as my day may have been. I'm like, at least I ran a mile and took care of myself. Now, is it usually like morning time or evening time? I haven't ran today yet. So I still got to run today at some point. <laughs> yeah. It could be like, I, at some points I've done it like at 11.50 p.m. where I'm like, oh, all you right. And I'm like, out. better knock it out. And wow. I'll get up and run. And some moments it's first thing in the morning. That's crazy. Like it just never know. And, and some moments I, I've done it where I'm at a, at a, at a taco truck and I'm, I order and I'll be like, I'm going to go bust out my mile and just run around and come back in a mile. And then I sit down and I'm like, I deserve this. Ah. <laughs> Yo, that's very admirable. Bro. Yeah, thank you, bro. Yeah, thank you. You gotta take our our DP Fred, man. He be he be. Let's go, mile day, baby. At he, mile a day challenge. He he throws on. Uh, yeah, like a like a vest, right? Like a weighted wow. vest. Wow. It's a twenty pound flight jacket that he runs. Ooh, with. I haven't done that yet. I yeah. haven't done that. I gotta try that. I need that. A weight vest. Three miles with, yeah, dude. I, I no. That's, just, my, my daughter is clocking in around like a 38 pounds. I might just hold her in the whole time. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm rowing, yeah. I'll put her over my head and just run. So, rub. like, I, so I love playing sports, but, yeah. like, running, I could never get into, man. I'm sure you've heard people say that. Like, yes. Like, like how, how, how do you, how, how can I enjoy running more yeah running sucks but it's the reward at the end of it <laughs> it's the reward at the end of it that you finish and you're like it feels so good to like just get out of your head it's those first few steps it's like honestly like i i didn't so this is the other thing i didn't play sports growing up as i told you i started djing at such a young age sports were not anything i was into very random i played ice i like like ice hockey when i was like eight nine ten right when i was getting into djing and i dumped that so that's the only thing I know how to, sports-wise, the only thing I know how to do is get on ice and skate and still shave ice, which is really weird because <laughs> a Mexican from L.A., that doesn't sound normal, bro. <laughs> but I, I used to be into that, so I didn't, I didn't play any sports. So growing up, I was, you know, my, my weight fluctuated. I hit 210 pounds at one point. Wow. And, and we spoke on AM. The only reason I had a shift in my mind of, to work to better myself and to take care of myself is because me and AM weighed each other. Like he, he weighed himself first and he's like, I, I'm gonna weigh less than you, watch. And I was like, there's no way you weigh less than me, bro. You're, he's, he was big. He's, I remember him, yeah. A big, he was a big boy, but he had just you know, done some, his surgery for his gastric bypass and he started losing weight. And he weighed himself and he was 203 and I weighed myself and I was 209. And I look, and he was jumping up and down like, I don't want to, he was just cursing his, his <laughs> ah, just like laughing. I was like, damn, bro. Cause I, and I was like, I gotta start taking care of myself little by little here and there. So yeah, man, that, that was my, uh, my shift and, and trying to just take care of myself and, and, and better myself every day that I can, you know? No, that's awesome, man. I, you know, I briefly want to. Um, before I let you go here today, I want to talk to you about your, your Mexican heritage. Yeah. Man. Like I know, you know, you, in the streams, you talk about it, like how, you know, being, uh, of, of, of Mexican, you know, background and mm -hmm. 
how, what, I guess, what, um, what role did growing up, you know, in, in, a, in a Mexican culture yeah. and environment, uh, home, what role did that play in, in your life? Huge. And your career too. Huge. But mine is so, every, you know, every family's different, of course, right? But mine is, mine is different in the sense of like, I grew up Mexican. I'm, my parents, my, my, my dad's side is from Zacatecas, my mom's side is from Guadalajara. But there was no Spanish in our house. No one spoke Spanish. And I'm, I'm the youngest of four children. And my, we're so LA, my, my, grand, my grandma's house is in Chinatown right here. Like we still own it. It's in Chinatown. Like my mom grew up in, in my dad grew up in East LA. My, my mom grew up in LA right here. My, dad's in, my dad moved from Mexico to East LA. That's like a very Mexican story, right? <laughs> we left Mexico, moved to East LA. Very Chicano like, yeah, love very story. Chicano, like, and, uh, and, <clears throat> but my family raised me on, you're gonna be American, you're gonna speak English, you're gonna sound proper. When you're around other business people, you're gonna be able to talk with everybody. You're gonna be able to, you know, the American dream, right? You're gonna be able to hang, you're gonna be able to be this. Cause you know, I, I understand they didn't, they didn't grow up understanding what the world was gonna be. They didn't know it was gonna be like as diversified as it is now. Right, right. Um, so I grew up in a Mexican household where my mom was making Uncle Ben's rice. Like, and my mom's gonna be so mad when she watches this. Like, you always gotta say that about me, huh? And I'm like, I would be like, Mom, like, this isn't like, what kind of rice is this? She's like, wild rice, Uncle Ben's. I'm like, why do we have, why do we have corn dogs in our fridge? And like, we don't, have, like, we had no, like, like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was very like Americanized, and, and um, that's why I even do like a little skit on my social media sometimes called Life of No Hablo. Yeah. Like off the life of Pablo, mine's the life of No Hablo, bro. <laughs> because my parents just didn't speak Spanish to me growing up. But yeah. I was raised around Latino culture because I'm from LA. I went to public school in Eagle Rock. Like I, I had a diversified group of friends. So um, it's interesting because even when I'm DJing and I'm playing reggaeton and this and that, if someone's, one time someone said to me like, you don't even speak Spanish. And I looked at them like, I didn't even have to say anything because they could see how much I was enjoying the music and in the moment and, and feeling the vibes because just like we spoke about, like music speaks to everybody, bro. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like even though I, I can't understand every lyric Osuna saying, yeah. I'm still saying a lot of the words, bro. I know a lot of, you know, like it's, it's in my blood, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, 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 uh, it, it plays a, a big role and it's, it's who I am, you know? It doesn't, just because I can't speak Spanish doesn't mean I'm not Mexican. I'm, I'm, 100% Mexican, you know, I know my roots. I know where my family's from. I've done my research. I've understood, I, I, I talk to my parents even more now about it and ask like what my dad's life was growing up in Fresnillo, Zacatecas and understanding like how, how he was as a kid and, and what he had to go through and, yeah. and why I don't speak Spanish. I, I respect it, I understand it. And he had a hard time, he had a very hard time coming here and at 13 years old and trying to make things happen for four kids and, and, and being kicked out of six public schools in LA because he couldn't speak English and, wow. and fights and this and that. So I was like, all right, I get it. Like, yeah. I knew why you didn't want me to speak Spanish. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean I, I can't learn. I have Duolingo on my app right here. I got the <laughs> Duolingo app right here. I'm working on it, bro. Yeah. I love how, how you know, you, you, you use your phone in so many different ways. Yes. Like, uh, prior to even, you know, us shooting, you were like, yo, I got my Yelp. And yep. I got, you know, my IG and I got the, all the you're a foodie. You're a fellow a foodie, foodie, bro. You got, yeah. you like have different restaurants like saved on your different I know apps. where I'm going to go after this. Like I'm going to, I want to hit up this burrito spot 
because I've been, I was like, next time I go to LA, downtown LA, I'll hit up this spot. And I already have. What's it called? Wake and Late. So wake it's, yeah, late. it's like this breakfast burrito spot, but they serve them a little later because it's, you know, we wake think, up late. Yeah, it's up the street. It's I like think. right around here. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, my, my, my game is tight on that. I always, <laughs> I organize folders in Yelp. I have like different categories for different cities. I have a hit list of restaurants and, and, and a taco truck that I want to hit. It doesn't matter. Like any type of things in there, I have that organized. And then my Instagram, my collections folders is probably like 15 deep of like inspiration pictures, vacation ideas, you know, uh, design ideas, um, even DJ, like if some DJ posts something and there was a song playing in the background, I was like, oh, I want to figure out what that out is later. I, I yep. save it and I put it into track ID, a, a, a little collection called track ID. And I go back and find songs that Sick. DJs were playing. Like, so I'm like, yeah, I'm heavy on my, my technology on that side of things. That's dope, man. Yeah. I, I uh, sometimes like I'm at a restaurant or something and I'm just like, what song is this? And I try to sneak in like, Oh, I Shazam last night. Hey Siri, what song is this? And I'm trying to find a speaker, dude. I didn't know Siri will do that for you. Yeah. I don't have to hit Shazam? No. Oh, I'm always opening. See, I'm learning. And, I'm learning and, from and you, she'll bro. she'll sing it for you too. They're like, she'll keep records of it. Oh no, I didn't know that. I'm yeah. always opening Shazam and doing, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, dude. okay. Damn, see, she, she's mad at me right now. You saw that, right? <laughs> I tried to talk to her. She just yeah. put the number. She didn't want to talk to me. She just wrote it like a text back. Damn, Siri. Here. Here's Siri be tripping. the amount of days yeah. it's been. Vice. <laughs> All right, Vice. So we have uh, this thing here on Mondo and Friends called Rapid Fire where okay. we ask you questions. First thing that comes to mind, that comes to mind, uh, you know, just go, had, go ahead and, and, and say it out loud here. All right. So... <clears throat> Favorite song to play personally, not just because of the crowd, like favorite song that when you play it, you're like, oh, it feels so good. Run DMC, that. Peter Piper. Run DMC, Peter Piper. Favorite Spanish word? Calmate. Calmate. <laughs> Calmate. Who do you use that word with? <laughs> no, it's not, it's not part of the rapid fire. <laughs> Uh, corridos or mariachi? Oh, mariachi. Biggest celebrity crush growing up? Brooke Burke. Brooke Burke. I like Brooke. That was, that was a little bit later in life, but I like Brooke Burke. She was the host of Wild on E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember Brooke Burke. She's, she's still in uh, yeah. those Skechers commercials, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she probably watches this show. That's what she... Yeah, Shout out Brooke Burke. Yeah. Uh, favorite app? Favorite app? Ooh. I'm going to go with, I don't want to say Instagram, man, but it's Instagram still. It sounds like so dated, but it's still so relevant. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. It's, it's a big one for sure. Oh, wait. wait. Can I throw in a, a side one? Yeah. I am sober because I'm four months, no alcohol right now. And I use that app every day. It asks you like, did you drink today? And I put no. Amazing. And I had a, I had a, I had a, a non-alcoholic michelada yesterday. That was bomb. But I'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> That's congrats, man. Thank congrats you. on Thank that as you. well, man. You're out here winning. Yeah. Favorite piece of tech that you use daily? Ooh, that I use daily? I would say Sonos. Sonos? Dude, Sonos is nonstop for me. It's, it's all over my house. It's, I have this little portable Rome speaker that I take in my, when I travel to my DJ gigs. So I throw it in the hotel room and I like open my Sonos app and I'm just always on Sonos. Wow. Yeah. 
do you what uh do you have like the sonos the one the which one do you do you have like different dude i have the sonos roam i have the sonos move i have a sonos bedroom bar and my i have like a, a bar wow. in my tv i have the sonos in my wall like i we did these speakers in my wall where Yo. you, you can't even see them they're in the wall we figured out a way to like hide them like yeah, yeah. there's sick. sonos in every room in my bathroom there's sonos sick. in my bathroom the little speaker, the smallest one they just came out with, the Rome, it can be in your shower. Yep. So I put it, bring it at that. Yeah. So it's as waterproof? you see, yeah, uh, water resistant. Water resistant. <laughs> but as you see, <laughs> music is my life, just like yours. Like I love, like it, 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 you know, it feeds my soul. It energizes me, so it moves with me everywhere. When when you're not, I mean, obviously, like you know, playing music at a club mm -hmm. or at an event, like it's one thing. What are you listening to at home? So I do listen to a lot of podcasts. <clears throat> so I do listen to a lot of podcasts. So. Um, I, everything from you know like man i never thought i was gonna be like my dad but i listen to a lot of news man i listen to a <laughs> lot of npr and like yeah, yeah. i just like try to stay current and i listen to the la report to understand what's happening in our backyard you yeah, know yeah i try to stay current on that nice you gotta add mondo friends to Yo, all day to, to your pod day. podcast list favorite latino food dish <clears throat> i gotta test me like this um i'm i mean al pastor tacos all day Ooh. Oh, it gotta be off that like. Oh yeah, you gotta. No, he's gotta. He's gotta hit the pineapple and it's gotta fly and land in there and then, bah, yeah. I'll yeah. pastor tacos all day. Yeah, because the pastor tacos are okay the way if they're like, you know, on the on the what was it like on the, on the grill or whatever yeah. or you know on a, on a on a flat. What is that called, Fred? Like a like a flat top, yeah, like yeah, it's okay. okay. No, it's got to be but off the. If it's off the trompo, yeah, you know, it's off the trompo, it's, it's move. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It I, I got I got my favorite spot in L.A. Angels Tijuana tacos. Ooh, they're all over L.A., but that that's my spot. Shout gotta out to add Angels. That to the list, Fred. Shout out to Angels. Angels fire. What was your nickname growing up that no one really knows about? So, it was. It was, so everyone called me Vice because I was, I was a DJ very early in, at an age, so everyone called me Vice. But when I started on radio at Power 106, Mr. Chalk, shout out to Mr. Chalk, he came up with Chalk. Pants, tight pants. Tight pants. <laughs> yeah, tight pants. Because I started in radio in 97, 97, 98, and I would show up wearing tight ass pants. Because, <laughs> and this is pre-fashion, like it wasn't in fashion, it was baggy pants. The thing was, I didn't, I didn't have money to buy clothes. I would spend all my money on vinyl records. Yeah. So I didn't, I, my fashion game was just off, right? Like I didn't care. Like I just wanted to buy records. That's all I wanted to buy. Like just spend all my money on records. And I like shoes, you know, but like didn't have many of them. But when I would show up to the station, chocolate would be like, why you always got tight pants on? You know, tight pants, what's up, tight pants? And, that, and then people started calling me tight pants around the station. And then, they're, then they were like, you look like Prince. With these tight ass <laughs> pants on, I was like, Damn, dude, I gotta like, I didn't, I didn't realize, cause I, I, I was like, I gotta like, I gotta have some swag to my, if I'm DJing, yeah. like, so like, yeah, tight pants. But yeah. now tight pants are cool, so yeah, chalk, what? Yeah, <laughs> trendsetter. I was early, bro. I was early on this tight pants. Early game. influencer yeah, vibes, early. You didn't know? even know if social media was around, I would have been good. <laughs> uh, last one is best song to play at a Latino party. Ooh, best song to play. El Rey, Vicente Fernandez. Ooh. Gets all emotional. That's like, like, that's people just like end, end of the night. People start drinking more. 
You know what I mean? Like just they, they you just feel the emotion. You just feel the emotion in the room and it and it just brings everybody together in, in such a way. So Yeah, yeah. I'll drop that. If not that's suavemente if you want to see people dance or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah. like no, and currently Pepas. So we're we well rounded, yeah. <laughs> there it is, man. It depends on the mood. Tight pants. I appreciate you coming. I appreciate through. it, bro. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. The legendary DJ Vice. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mondo Fresco and, and the Hub Wave team. Yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Brother, thank you so much, man. You are welcome here anytime. I got when the Andre 3000 record gets done. <laughs> you got you to make it back. You got to make it back. Now, when I get my next man. record out, which we're, it's in the works right now, then I'll come back and visit and we'll talk about it. For sure, brother. My thank man. Thank you so thank much, you. man. DJ Vice, and thank you so much for watching Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon.